We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a flip. It's a flip. Haters gotta pay me for this. When I shoot, I never miss. We are into week 13 on the NFL schedule, and the division is still in play. The Bills 0-2 in divisional play of their six remaining games. Four are against AFC East teams, starting tonight with their first matchup against the New England Patriots. Takes the handoff, wants to throw, fires one into the end zone, caught! It is a touchdown! Stephon Diggs, touchdown Buffalo! Josh looks, gonna throw. Pressured, moves to his right, out of the pocket, looks into the end zone, can't find anybody. Chase to the sideline, fires into the end zone, and it is caught. Gabe Davis makes the catch in the end zone. Motion Singletary to the right side. Josh gives it to Devin Singletary, cruises into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. A one-yard touchdown run by Motor Singletary. Swap it out. Targets left side, the snap. Jones pressured, walks right into a sack. Hauled down by A.J. Epinesa. Way back at the 25-yard line. Mac Jones spun away right into the arms of A.J. Epinesa. The Bills win it 24-10. Third straight win for the Bills, now 9-3. The Patriots drop to 6-6. Final score in New England today. Buffalo beats the Patriots 24-10. All right, that is the Toshiba Game Rewind. Toshiba, the official copier company of the Buffalo Bills. Welcome into a Buffalo Victory Friday edition of One Bills Live with these games on different days. We got to do things a little bit differently, but here we are ready to rock and roll with you as uh, you give us your biggest takeaways from last night's win over the Patriots as the Bills get division victory. Number one, improved to one and two in the division on the season. 9-3 9-3 and three overall, and momentarily at the top of the AFC East. We'll see what Miami does this weekend in San Francisco, arguably their toughest game of the season, uh, facing probably the best defense in football right now. Um, but that's for later this weekend. Uh, but based, And Steve and I will get into this, obviously, but you know, we'll be rooting for the 49ers and the Bengals this weekend. <laughs> right. Basically, is yeah, kind of no, where we're at. That's a no-brainer. That was uh, after the game last night and, and the way it went. Um, I was on Bills tonight with Maddie after the game, and you could just feel the game like the Bills just squeezed the life out of the Patriots. There, there was just no chance, and he knew the Patriots felt it too at the end of the game. I mentioned this to you, Brownie, that there was no use in calling timeouts at the end of that game. Just let the Bills kneel down and get out of there. 
the Patriots down two scores with a minute and some left certainly could have gotten the football back from the Bills, but then they would have had to score a touchdown, get an onside kick, score another touchdown against a team they couldn't even get into the red zone against. Uh, they did it one time last night. They had a 17 With four play minutes drive. left in the game. Right. They had a 17 play drive. And the reason they had 17 plays in is because they were going as fast as they could possibly go. And the Bills had absolutely let their foot off the gas defensively. They were keeping it in front of them, didn't care about the yards. And they and the Patriots stayed on the field. They just couldn't get any big chunks of yardage. And even then, they couldn't get in the end zone. <clears throat> and they couldn't get in the end zone. Yeah. For me, and, and I wrote this when I wrote top three things we learned on buffalobills.com. This was a stranglehold performance. Exactly. This was like a wrestler's submission hold, and they just hung on to the guy and never let go. Um, They methodically choked the life out of that game, the Bills did. They made New England die a slow death. The Patriots played a good amount of too high defensively. They dared the Bills to run the ball. The Bills weren't remarkably productive in the run game, but they were productive enough to keep the offense on schedule in terms of down and distance, and their pass game routinely converted third down. The Bills were 9 of 15 on third down conversions. That's a 60% conversion rate. That's the fourth time they've done that this season, 60% conversion or higher. Not explosive last night at all, but definitely efficient and consistent. Yeah, they absolutely got off to a slow start. They had some drop passes. Devin Singletary dropped pass, you know, there were four drop James passes. James Cook drop pass. Dawson Knox drop pass. Gabe Davis. His was a drop in the end zone, but it was a rough catch. I, I'm hard to, for me to call that when I drop. So you know, and then you know, they get even when they were up, they get the long touchdown to Steph Diggs called back in a play later. They cough it up and give it to the Patriots, and you think it's catastrophic, and it it never really hurt them. Um, just. You know, it's easy to look at it from this end, but the Patriots and say this, but the Patriots had no shot in this game. The Patriots, even with an early lead, they had no shot. It was amazing. Yeah, the Patriots are now six and zero when their defense gives up less than twenty points, and zero and six when they give up more than twenty points. Their offense, in a word, is abysmal. Their most costly loss. This past offseason was losing offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, who became the head coach of the Raiders. Matt Patricia, who is now the offensive coordinator, is directly responsible for exposing Mac Jones for the limited quarterback that he is. McDaniels maximized things that Jones did well. Last year, I was telling some other media members last night after the game, last year at this time, we were talking about Mac Jones being the best quarterback in the 2021 draft class. He might be the worst right now of the whole bunch, and it's directly tied to his offensive coordinator and the coaching and the scheme of this offense, which cannot do anything but throw a screen pass at the line of scrimmage. Brownie, coaching coaching matters. Nobody knows that as much as the Buffalo Bills fans. They went through nine head coaches before they got Sean McDermott after Marv Levy. Coaching matters, and in the current atmosphere around the National Football League. You've got Coach Mike McDaniel down in Miami. Perfect example. What a change he has brought to Tua Tonga. We we used to make fun of Tua. I'm not doing it now. The guy's playing well. That Coaching matters. And that's why it was such a big deal when the Bills changed coaches from Brian Dayball to Ken Dorsey. We didn't know how that was going to go. It matters. 
Kyle Shanahan matters for Jimmy Garoppolo out there. Jimmy Garoppolo, there might be only one team in the league he could play for and play well, and it's the one he's on. Uh, it, it really matters. And Sean Mc, uh, Josh McDaniels moving from New England, what a void he left. Um, and it's apparent that they're missing him. Um, it's, it's also apparent that there was nobody on that staff working hard to prepare themselves to be ready to take over when he did leave. Matt Patricia was a head coach, came back as a consultant. Joe Judge was a, a special teams coordinator, then as a head coach, then he came back. Same thing. No, nobody over there seems to, be, to have been preparing themselves to get ready to do that job. That's, and not for nothing, the Patriots didn't go out and find somebody. Because who wouldn't have been standing in line to take over a playoff team in the NFL? No. They didn't want to do that. They didn't want to go outside the building for whatever conspiratorial reasons you can conjure up. They don't want to hire anybody on the outside because they don't want to let anybody know how they really do things. Nobody wanted the job. Nobody took the job. Nobody was offered the job. Yeah. So they got to take a blood oath over there. Right? <laughs> uh, so I'm, they're, in a me- they're a mess. They're a mess. And it doesn't seem – I mean, there's, there doesn't seem to be any light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah, it's, it's not good. They, and the other thing, and Ben Volan from the Boston Globe, who we had on the show earlier this week, kind of shed some light on this, and so I kind of dove deeper into it. He said, you know, the Patriots have faded in December each of the last three years. Their record in December now is 4-9 and nine over the last three-plus years, counting yesterday's game. 4-9 and nine in December. And I think some of it is rooted in the talent drain that that franchise has experienced over the last three years. Some of it is the coaching drain that we just referenced. And I think some of it is the coaching methods of Bill Belichick. This is a team that still pads up, practices hard, and by the end of the season, this team is dead, beat up, and exhausted. They were. And how did think about how slow and tired they looked in that AFC right. wildcard game last year? They didn't even look like a shell of the team we saw in October and November. And you got a 70-year-old coach who doesn't look all that willing to change his ways, and his team's going to pay the price for it. And they just they're going to have another December fade again this year with the way it looks. I yeah. mean, Mac Jones has seven touchdown passes. I know he missed two games. The Patriots have played 12. So he's played in 10 games. He's got seven touchdown passes in the 2022 NFL. And the last last night's touchdown, seven. Last night's touchdown pass was a missed tackle. Oh, it was a luck on a, a luck job. On a throw behind the line of scrimmage for 41 yards where the guy outran everybody. DeMar so, Hamlin overran the play. I mean, I don't know what he was. Compromised <clears throat> the leverage of the defense and off to the races. Right. So it's not like – I mean, it still counts, I guess, but – Man, oh man, it's uh, it's bad. Now, and the Bills got to play him again on Week 18. I'm not that worried. They'll be even more tired then. They may be even more tired, and they may be uh, running. They're for the six bus. and six right now. Yeah. Um, if they're, you know, Speaking. six and ten, they may 
yeah. not be able to get to that game over fast enough. Fold up the tents. Speaking of records, Josh Allen is now 5-0 and on Thursday night games, in, Thursday games in his career. Sorry, because we got to count the afternoon game in Dallas on Thanksgiving in 2019. That's not a night game. So he's 5-0 and on Thursday games in his career. In those games, the Bills have an average, average margin of victory of 14.8 points, counting last night's game. His stats in the five Thursday games, 72.2% completion percentage, 1,264 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, five picks, passer rating of 107.7. He also has three rushing touchdowns on top of that. Since 2020, the Bills have a point differential of plus 195 in divisional games, which is the best in the NFL, and they added – it was plus 181. They added another plus 14 to the total last night. The Bills' defense held the Patriots to 60 yards rushing, their lowest total allowed since week five against Pittsburgh. New England had 242 total net yards, the lowest total allowed by the Bills since week three. The Pats had one third-down conversion on their first eight Third down opportunities. They finished three for 12 for the game when, as Steve mentioned, the Bills were just giving up yards in favor of time on the clock on that last drive that they had. Now, the big question here for me, Steve, is this. Are the Bills still capable of being the explosive passing offense we witnessed earlier in the season and over the last two years? Or have they morphed into a more methodical offense that kills you slowly? That's part one of this question. Here's part two. Or is this a team that's trying to develop different ways to win on the fly so when one thing isn't working, they feel confident changing their stripes? In other words, a complete offense that can win a multitude of ways. I think that's it. I think they they have proven that they can win differently than just coming out and having Josh drop back and throw it 50 times. Uh, last night was a great example. Both running backs getting over 50 yards and snapping off a couple of big runs. Uh, using Devin Singletary in the run game, in the short yardage goal line game. Um, we forget, too, this it wasn't that clo- You know, the meaningless holding call. There was a holding call. It was a penalty, but didn't have any effect on the play by Tommy Sweeney that took off the Steph Diggs long touchdown pass that's a way different that's an explosive that's a way different personality of a game if you look back and all of a sudden it's 31 10 um yeah that's i I think this is an offense that is trying to develop every single aspect that they they are going to need against good teams down the stretch and they've they've shown the ability to do it i tend to believe it's the latter also i got into a back and forth conversation with stefan diggs at the post-game press conference in Detroit last week about how this offense has recently functioned and won with efficiency and a run game that kept them on schedule and down in distance. And this was Diggs' quote. Because I said, hey, you know, because against Detroit, if you remember, it wasn't until, like, the last two drives until everything really kind of clicked in. And he said, I feel we're running the ball so efficiently that we're probably not passing as much as we used to. He said, motors busting off runs. And so it's like it's a couple of those extra passes that might get us into a little bit of a rhythm. We don't have those now because we're running more. 
He says, I feel like we have such a balanced offense right now that it's hard to say that we can't do everything. We've just got to continue to work at it in practice as well. So when the pass plays do come up, we're sharper. So I said, is this a new way that you guys are looking at offense? That was my follow-up question. This was his answer. I feel like we're finding the balance, the real balance. In past years, we've been pretty pass-heavy. But Motor and all the running backs do such a great job. I feel like we're finding other ways to win, and it's actually helping us. We might not be as sharp in other areas, but we're working at it. Every year is a new year. I feel like we're growing as we're going. I feel like there's a plan with each passing week here to polish up different areas of the offense so when they get to the it's almost like this is dress rehearsal for the postseason I feel like the you got to win these games let's oh not, yeah I mean there are priorities here you got to win these next gotta, two games to put yourself in the driver's seat in the division but about. it is so interesting to me that they are trying to morph and well let's try to win this way this week like how many teams do that how think about the mindset they had to have last night when the Patriots like, Patriots couldn't get a first down for a long time and the bills are sitting there going all right listen we could drop back we we got we nicked him on a big play we could probably do the isaiah mckenzie thing the steph Diggs thing the gabe davis thing we could do it all night but you know what let's put this out there people are gonna have to prepare for this they're gonna have to prepare for our run game now we didn't have a left tackle it's better not to put Josh in harm's way. Let's go forward and hand the ball off rather than to have Josh drop back and have somebody tumble into his back leg and snap his ankle or something. Let's hand it off. Only throw it when we really need to or when we decide we're safe enough to do it. They've got a couple of really good edge rushers. Let's just push those edge rushers around, run the football, throw it when we need to, and, by, and at the end of the game, they – you know, they, th- they run it 37 times, throw it 33 times, and win the game by two touchdowns, and we're never at risk. I think that takes a lot of discipline as a coaching staff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support your statement here with what Mitch Moore said last night. He said, I think when you have a guy like Matt Judon or Josh Uche or any of those interior players they have, they're just darn good football players. So anytime we can put ourselves in a position where we're not just taking five-step drops and playing a lot of empty backfield and make them think a little bit, that helps us out a lot. And he's talking about the offensive line here. To do that and for the offensive coordinator to make those calls and feel like he can, we have to execute a little bit. We were able to adjust on the sideline work on the plays that were working for us. It felt good to execute in the run game, to give ourselves a little bit of a cushion to not feel like we have to drop back and play one-dimensional against a very challenging right. front. Right. It's clear that was the game plan. It made a lot of sense. Now, you never know if you're going to be able to do that because when push comes to shove and, it's you're down, work. and you're down 10 going into the fourth quarter, That's all that goes out. But they never were. Uh, Patriots jumped out to uh, the Bills go three three nothing. Then the Patriots go seven three, and then the Bills and this is I tweeted after this drive. The Bills go fourteen plays, whatever how many yards, and just bulldoze down the field with the run game. Yeah. Get punched into the end zone, and it's ten seven. 
buffalo. And it's like, it was just a giant, like, okay, we're just going to get this back right here. And then they answer the next three plays. It's a one, two, three, and out by New England. Well, they punted on six of their first eight possessions. So it was, that right there gave them the the leeway to say, all right, we're going to be able to muscle these guys a little bit in the run game and get some creases. I mean, they only averaged 3.6 yards per carry. That's counting Josh's scramble runs. Right. 3.6. I mean, it's not like... New England was giving up these cavernous alleys, but it was effective enough. They might have like a minus one or a plus two, but then Cook would get like plus eight, and then it'd be a first down, and then it would be three. Did you, did you, you know? notice the personnel groupings had a lot of two back in the, in the game? A lot of 21. A lot of 21. Fair amount of 12 personnel. I also found this interesting, and we'll talk to Greg Cosell. Four plays last night in 10 personnel, John Brown on the field in a four-wide look. Mm-hmm. Four plays in 10 personnel, they ran it all four times with 10 personnel. Yeah. They spread the field out, ran the ball with one back and How four wides. How successful were they? You remember, did you remember? Mitigating success. I'll look it up. But I'll tell you this. I just thought it was interesting that just a little different wrinkle here. Here's four wides as on the field. We're throwing it. We're throwing it. Oh, no, we're not. As good as Cook and Singletary were in the run game last night, they tried to hand the ball off to Naheem Hines on a couple of sweeps, and he got tackled for minus three net uh, on his night. He had like two rushes for minus three. So getting try to getting him involved was, a, I think, a good thing. Uh, didn't work out. Didn't hurt him. But I think they got to f- keep finding ways and finding, you know, even Shakir got a, in a reception last night, finding a way to get everybody a chance to get on the field, finding them something that they can do and do well and give them a chance to do it, particularly in a game like last night. I think it's huge. It showed a great deal of discipline and big-picture thinking by the coaching staff. We have to take a break here because when we come back, we're going to be joined by the Hall of Famer. Thurman Thomas is here. Going to talk about the game last night. We'll roll him into the studio next to Steve, pull up a chair, and get Thurman on here for you next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.